And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck is Trump? Head to dead. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a po 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 po. Ha, 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 what are you doing? Ha, 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 ha. Jalen, what are you doing? We're IG Interactive. Oh, God. Eight years, the wave in the game. Oh, God. From pod to radio to TV. Oh, God. We ain't new to this. We true to this. Look at all of this culture on the wall. Rich, start the dopest intro on the game again. And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, though? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cold check-in, center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen Jacoby. What do we do? We give the people what they want. Big day today. We have a very special guest joining us right now. None other than NFL champion, New York City. Stand up. Stand up. Justin Tuck is in the building. What's going on? What's up, Ralph? Good to see you, Don. Thanks so much for joining the show. We are live on the podcast right now. We'll be doing oh, TV short live. live. Yeah, yeah, we live, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Once you get in, no doubt. Once you, you get in, it's in the building, bro. Once you get in, it's happening. No doubt about it. We're not going to waste any time. <laughs> we got the IG Interactive going. We got the pod going. We get the people what they want. Thank you so much for joining the show, man. Really appreciate you. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. You know, we, uh, we've been researching, you know, for your appearance. <laughs> and there's a couple things we'll talk about in the television show, but that absolutely blew my mind. Okay. Warren School of Business, huh? You've been busy since you finished the, the field. Listen, man, why did it blow your mind? We're, we're more than athletes. Oh, now you're going to do this. Now we're turning on me. Now we're turning on me. Sorry for celebrating your accomplishments. I'm so sorry for celebrating your accomplishments. I appreciate it. I just, listen, I, I, I've used my platform in a way that hopefully this will no longer be not the norm, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely blessed to be in the position I am in and have had a lot of people that have kind of guided me into making the decisions I've made. But, hey. Now, we had a big game in Monday Night Football last night. I liked it because it was a blowout. I got to go to sleep after the third quarter. <laughs> you know, but Such a slacker at It was job. a game that was dominated by a young man who plays the position that you played so well. Sure. I'm talking about Nick Bosa. He was all over the field. Two sacks, one forced fumble, but did so much more than that. What did you see last night from this rookie? Well, obviously, he was a guy that, for some reason or another, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was, you know, Baker planting that flag on his his Ohio State field. <laughs> but that guy played with, with reckless abandon. And just the amount of energy he played with last night. I, you know, I've played in that stadium, and I know that place gets rocking. And you could tell last night that place was rocking. He kind of fed off that all night. I talked a lot of trash as a player, but <laughs> no. it wasn't playing quarterback. <laughs> 
where people like you yeah. get paid millions yeah. of dollars to put me on the ground. Yeah. So what do you think about how Baker approaches being very brash at that position? You know what? At first, I was like, you know what? That's good for him, right? If you know how to handle that the right way and, and, and still be respectful for to the to the game and the people that you're playing against, I, I, I listen. There's people. Brett Favre comes to mind, right? Mm. But you never had you never had any issues with Brett as far as you know what other people said about him. He was a competitor. He everybody respected him, but he he talked trash and he backed it up. But he did it in a way that no one ever said to him, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm coming after that dude, Brett." Right? It was it was in fun of the game, and, and everyone respected it. I don't think Baker has found his the right mix of brash versus cockiness or whatever else you want to call it. And you can tell. I mean, if you just look at you know, a lot of people have came out and just said things that aren't favorable about who he is as a person and on that football field. And like you said, man, there's people out there that get paid a lot of money and now he's put, he, he said he had a statement that there's a target on our back. No, no, no. You put that target on your back. And, and these guys out here, man, they don't, you haven't won anything yet. And you heard Sherman say that. And they're right. He hasn't won anything yet. All the talent in the world, but. No one is is bowing down to Baker Mayfield. They, they, these guys are out there; and they're hungry, and that team play like it. Is, is the Forty ers that good? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But I think the fact of the matter is, they were so hungry to get out to Baker Mayfield made them even better than what they actually are. That's a really good point. And obviously, since you're here, you know New York City legend, you'll always be celebrating this city. Have you paid for a meal in the city? Yeah, I have. Uh, oh, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Come on, New York. Come on, New York. I have this paid for many, but I paid for this. This man brought you a parade. <laughs> so we got to talk about the current state of the Giants. Saquon Barkley is going to be out on Thursday. Yeah. Now we're here. Shepard's going to be out on Thursday. And, you know, Danny Dimes brought them a little bit of hope sure. with a couple wins. But it, it looks a little grim for the Giants right now. You know, what do you have to say to the Giants faithful in terms of what the state of the franchise is? I mean, exactly what I've said for, for uh, too long now, but um, <laughs> listen. I think one thing we have done is we've we've at least answered the questions of who the quarterback is going to be in the future, Danny Dimes. Yeah, and I think he's show showcased some some sentiments of of why they saw him, what they saw in him when they drafted him at six last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that we have found a quarterback of our future. Obviously, we have. I don't think anybody would say that we don't have the best running back in the league in Saquon Barkley. So it's a lot of pieces of the puzzle that. Gettleman and the team at the Giants have to work with. We still, we, we just, we got, we got some holes to fill. But for anybody that's thinking that we're going to be a playoff team this year, we're not. No. For anybody that's thinking that, um, you know, we're going to. We got some pieces. We got some pieces, got some pieces like, to build for the future. We that, need to be realistic in the fact that we're not the quality of football team that we're accustomed to having right here. But I do like what we've done. We've gotten younger on defense, obviously inexperienced, and you see those mistakes being made. But as this team grows and, and loses together, you, you know, not, not, none of these teams have – when I was there, we didn't start out. We went 0-2 and gave up 80 points in, in the first two games and then won a Super Bowl. So, so we, I mean, listen, I'm excited about where we are and where we're going, but we're not there yet. So Jalen has a very interesting thought about the future of the Giants in respect to two people you mentioned, Saquon Barkley sure. and Gettleman. So how do you see this playing out as we move forward with Saquon? Saquon – is going to be in the same position no, as Ezekiel. Leaving. He's not well. At the end of this year, he gonna want his money. Um, and so I just hope they take care of him. Maybe next year. Correct. Not as this year. Next year. I, I think after this season, he's gonna be in Ezekiel's position to go to the team and say, "I want to get paid right now." And 
if that does happen, which I don't think it will because of what I know of Saquon, he is so team oriented. But I'm not, listen, you know, there's things that, that go on inside those locker rooms and, you know, agents get involved and so on and so forth where if he did come and say that, I don't, I don't think the Giants have a leg to stand on. Right? Correct. <laughs> he Correct. played a guy and, and, um, yeah, I think he's definitely did things in his first two years in this league and, and the, the future is so bright for him that I don't think anybody around the league would say, uh, they shouldn't have done that. Right. So hopefully we can buy ourselves one more year, but yeah, <laughs> either this year or next all season. You're right. It's going to be time. It's going to be time. He's be. worth it. You don't see a lot of nah, Saquon Barkley in the backfield. No doubt about it. And I think he knows that. That's why I think he's, I don't think he goes the route of being, you know, the guy that says, pay me, pay me. I, I think they'll, they'll end up doing it quietly sometime mid, mid next year, to be honest with you. So I have to ask you this because it's really important to me as a former athlete. I've seen a culture shift of players that when immediately they get unhappy with their circumstance, <laughs> they want to get traded. Yeah, guys are soft. What are your thoughts about that? I just told you. I, I Listen, I, I get it. I do get it. I think... The first thing that you have to understand about the, this league or the leagues that we play in, it is a business. Regardless of how you feel about it or not, there's 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 a lot of things going on as far as making money, whether that's a player, coach, owner, whatever. It's a business. But I also think it's, it's a right way of doing things. And I also think that, you know, listen, you, you sign a contract. If if people are doing right by you, regardless of, of what the circumstance may be on the field or on the court. Because you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. But if, if teams are trying to do the right things, if they're not, you know, holding you hostage or, or bad-mouthing you or just, you know, directly trying to, you know, not allow you to do your thing, then you should you should, you should should honor that contract in a way where it's like, listen, we're going through a rough patch now. These guys believed in me when no one else did. They gave me a shot. They paid me. Let me let me figure out a way or try to figure out a way to be a part of the solution, not necessarily say, oh, man, I'm going to tuck my tail and hide and run away. Um, but that you're right. This is the league. These are the leagues that we're in now. And I mean, players have that much power now when you, you have a superstar like that. Can you do it? I, I don't necessarily sit well with me, but I'm not judging anybody for doing it. So you've been busy since you stopped playing football. A little bit. MBA from the Warren School of Business. And now Goldman Sachs Vice President of Private Wealth Management. That's dope. That's a that's impressive. I mean, that's a really that's a that's a really big turn from tackling quarterbacks. Yeah, that's you know. Right. So, <laughs> what is life like as a banker, and what advice would you have for young athletes who are just now dealing with this sort of wealth that young athletes get? Um, what is life like as a banker? Um, it's fascinating, man. It, it's it is like what I look at it like is I'm getting an opportunity to get paid to be. To be taught new things every day, mm. and I, what I mean by that is, my job honestly is to be a jack of all trades. But I get to work with titans of business, and, and you name the, the sector—you um, know, finance, healthcare, real estate. And when you work with these people, obviously, I know a lot about real estate. I know a lot about healthcare, but I don't know as much as some CEO of this tech company or this some CEO or founder of this here. So I'm, I, when I get the opportunity to work with them, all I do is mostly is listen. I listen to what their needs are. I listen to what they, they know about the space. And then I, I when I learn from them, I take to the next client and so on and so forth. So my, my job is very interesting, man. I get the opportunity to work with titans of business through all different sectors and, and get paid to do it. So I'm living I'm living the highlight right now. Um, and any advice I would give you know, athletes, listen, this is, this is, it's, 
stop trying to reinvent the wheel and think that you know the the history of athletes and money don't apply to you. We we mm. always find ways to uh, buy more than what we need. And why are we always trying to keep up with the Joneses? And, you know, I I know people who are billionaires and that drive you know Buick Regals and live in the same you know. 6,000 square foot home they have Wait, They're not competing with anybody else So why do we have to do it with the chains and the watches And every all these cars you drive off the lot And they've already decreased in value Once you stepped in the car Why not use use that money to solidify Not only your legacy But the legacy of your generation 2 and 3 Guys are making that much money That they their, their kids and grandkids If did right shouldn't have to worry about money And it opens up so many other doors um, For this whole movement Of more than an athlete Right. So I'm just trying to be additive to the space and understand that, you know, God has given me a platform to be a difference maker in the space. So that's, you know, that's how I look at it. That's dope, man. Congratulations to you on your successes. Now, you are working with as an ambassador for the Mayo Clinic Comeback Player of the Year Award. Now, you sort of came back when you were at Notre Dame from an injury. What does this award mean to you? I mean, it means a lot. I, I wouldn't have signed on to be an ambassador if it, I didn't understand that, you know, my experience, you know, from a knee injury in, in Notre Dame and so on and so forth uh, could bode well for somebody who's going through the same situation. So, you know, obviously when, when, when Mayo Clinic asked me to do this, I thought about it in a sense that I can utilize my experience to hopefully – uh, help people who are doing the same thing and trying to, to come back from a knee injury, shoulder injury, whatever it may be, to get back to to what they were as a caliber player before that. But more than that, it's more mental, and that's what I struggled with. And I wish I would have had somebody there to kind of rely upon their experiences on trying to come back and things like that. So, um, you know, I think it's a great thing that they're doing, and I'm, hopefully I can, I can be additive in what they're trying to do as far as getting these kids back into where they were previously before those injuries. Thank you for joining the show, for being a great ambassador for current players, for retired players. You know it's a big football game coming up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Michigan and Notre Dame. <laughs> hey, I'm right it's here. It's not going to be big by a couple of weeks from I'm now. I'm right here. <laughs> so me and Jalen are a little old school, you know? Like, I used to be the kind of guy, like Jalen is, that really needed to talk to the restaurant that you're delivering, getting delivery from. I need to talk to the person and tell them my address, give them my credit card over the phone. You know what? It's not the most efficient, not the safest way to get your food. I've switched to Postmates. Postmates is the absolute best. You open up that app, it tells you every, every single restaurant around you, exactly what they have, the menus, the orders. It's so easy to use. It's so seamless. It's so perfect. I love Postmates. I Postmates food all the time. Did it yesterday. Extra vegetable lo mein, broccoli with garlic sauce, small hot and sour soup. Ate that all myself. Took it all down while I was watching football. Felt like a Chinese food day for me yesterday. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They have the largest on-demand network in the U.S. Again, the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. Think about that. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything for you. Download the app for free and browse local restaurants and businesses immediately. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credits your first seven days. Start your free deliveries. Download the app and use the code JJ. Again, that's the code JJ. 
you will get $100 of free delivery for your first seven days that you have the app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with the code JJ. Support the show. It's really important that you guys use these codes. So jump on Postmates, start ordering some Chinese food, and use the code JJ. We have family in the studio. It's a family. Family affair. in the studio. Former Grant Lander, New York Times bestselling author. Shout out to the Pop Father. The best <laughs> follow on social media. Chase Serrano's in the building. Thank you so much for coming Thank through, you. man. I really appreciate you. Really appreciate you. He's got a new book, movies, and other things. Follow up to basketball and other things. We're going to talk about that later. But because you are here, we have to talk about. The San Antonio Spurs. My beloved Spurs. New season is upon us. I am a noted Spurs hater. I'm, I'm well aware. This year, the only reason I wasn't right around the show. this time, every year, <laughs> I doubt the Spurs. Yeah. And then in about seven months, I regret it. And yeah. this year is no different. But you have, <laughs> you have a key to the Spurs this season. There is someone. Uh-oh. In the Spurs our organization. Our new coach. You think the key to the Spurs is the Build new assistant coach. Build it up. Their Build new assistant up. coach is going to change the Spurs. Let's go. Explain to me how Build the assistant up. coach is going to bring this team from what should be like an eight seed to a good finish. Because it's Tim Duncan. Tim who? Tim mm. Mother effing Duncan. Never Timmy. Heard Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Forgot him. I forgot Greatest him. power forward of all time. Okay. Top six best basketball player of all time. According to you. According to everybody, that's me. Okay. Yes, um, I mean, just a winner. Just he wins. He wins. We need a guy that we need. You need the anchor. You need the person who you just sort of everybody looks to. And he's like, I bet whatever whatever is going to happen in this basketball game, I have done it already, and I've defeated it. And here's how you do it. And I, I can't imagine how powerful of a thing that has to be. Well, that's going to be huge for one Lamarcus Aldridge. Mm, yeah, God has been a twenty plus point score. Now, Tim Duncan can help him harness some of the things that he feels like he needs to improve at. I'm excited to see you guys backcourt. Yes. Yes. Murray's back. Yes. Yep. Yes. yes. Murray back. and Walker. Walker. Yeah. yeah. Both of those guys were hurt last year, mm-hmm. and they still made the playoffs. Yes. What do you expect from both of those guys this year? They're going to be they're going to be huge. In addition to that, though, Derek White. What you what you want to have happen mm, is point. you want to get into the playoffs and you want to see a player show you that he's not afraid of the fire. And Derek White showed up in that Denver series and he was like, I can do this. I can be the guy. And went nuts. So now we have that. Plus we're bringing in DeJounte. Plus we're bringing in... Like it's, Tim it's, Duncan? Like we're going to be good again. The, the pop offense, you need that smart point guard that runs everything. We don't need you. We don't need DeJounte to score 27 points yeah. a game. We just need you to not turn the ball over and run it like we need you. And you know DeJounte's smart because he remixed that turtle tattoo that he had. Like he, <laughs> he remixed that. So he's already making good decisions. You can tell he's already making good decisions. Okay. So you That's are great. a noted Kawhi Leonard lover. And I, I know you two have had a complicated relationship. Mm-hmm. But once upon a time when the three of us were colleagues at Grantland, you actually wrote some erotic fan fiction <laughs> about Kawhi Leonard. This was the art. Yes. This was the art that was going to go with it. Like yeah, this yeah. is where your level of Kawhi Leonard love was. Obviously, we watched Kawhi Leonard win a championship with another team. He did. What was it like for you? You know, being as close to him as you are, even though you've never really spoken, being as close to him as you are. <laughs> the one ray relationship. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what was it like watching him win with the Raptors? No, you know what? It was cool. There was definitely a period after he left when we were like, this guy's the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, but all we needed was for him to show up in San Antonio, 
playing the game. We're going to boo you. We're going to we're going to boo you like our lives depended on it. And then after the game, Popovich, he was like they get, they hug each other. Popovich says in the in the post game interview in the media, he's like, "All right, cool. Like we're done, basically. Like you're cool with us now." And then after Pop said that, we're like, "All right." I mean, there, there are definitely people in San Antonio who don't feel that way. Sure. I remember I wrote a thing or I, I talked about this a little bit before about like we're sort of over it, and then half of the city apparently is not. Um, but on our side, yeah, we're we're cool. Watching him win, it was like, "All right, you know, this is this is." He used to live next door to us. This is my cousin who used to live next door to us. Then he moved to another city. Mm. And, like, it's still cool to see. Yeah. And he had a couple of moments in there where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember you're, like, the best player in the world. Correct. That's where <laughs> I was going because you had two hands, one trophy. It was one thing to come up in the Spurs' way. It was another thing to see him win as the best player. Yes, yes, yes. Because you watch that series, and Toronto had been in those exact same moments before, and now they have a guy like like game five was a perfect example. They ended up losing that game, but Kawhi just sort of went nuts for a few minutes, and, and they and they he had like a couple of three, he had like eight points in, in like I don't know a minute and a half or something crazy like that. And you're like, oh, he's never afraid. It doesn't matter what's going on. He's never afraid, and that's really all you're looking for. Like that, it's it's hard to see a player do that and not be at least in awe of it, even if you don't like the well, player. Well, here's the thing: there's still hope for you and Kawhi's relationship. Yeah. Because, you know, you're the best follow on Twitter. All on Twitter. <laughs> and here's something that you tweeted, which, you know, is an interesting thought. Kawhi to the Spurs 2021. Oh, yeah. Sources are telling me. I saw that. Kawhi to the Spurs. Kawhi to the Spurs 2021. So that might happen, might not. But one thing I know is going to happen is sometimes there's video in the world of sports and pop culture that we really need to do a detailed breakdown of. So now you will join Jalen and I, and we will go to the tape. Jalen, explain what happened with Marcus Morris and Justin Anderson <laughs> last night. And we're going to run the footage. Okay. And I want you to explain to the people what's happening. The Knicks are trying to create a new culture mm-hmm. of toughness because that's what their fan base expects. This is why he gets paid to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And you up in my personal space. <laughs> Bong! <laughs> <laughs> So I, you know, wasn't upset about it. You know, clearly the defender should be. Mm -hmm. But for him, that's why he gets paid millions of dollars to play basketball to bring toughness. So, Shay, you are known for breaking down the levels of disrespect (laughs) with dunks, right? So where's the level of disrespect with hitting somebody with the ball? Is that like above or below an open hand slap? Uh, That's below an open hand slap, but basically above... Every, like to just bonk you in the head. <laughs> it's something you do with your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, he swung the elbow first. You see him right there, and you're yep. like, "All right, something's about to happen." And then this is just frustration, and like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to get. Out but of here. but anybody that's played basketball, and I'm not defending the actions of a player no, that's going to get you suspended. But <laughs> when you're up in my personal space to bonk. some point, and I'm trying to get you to back up, and I swing the elbow, and that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> What do you do? You bonk him in the head, I bonk guess. Him in the head with the ball. This is going to be like a thing that I do from now on. I just on. like it because it's one thing to punch somebody. It's like, oh, now we got we, on the show, we can't laugh at it. It's all serious and we don't support violence. But when you bonk somebody to have the ball, there's like a, there's like a, like a little levity to it. So, it's like funny. Yeah, the, the thing that I thought was the most interesting about this is if you like, if he hits him with that elbow or if he like decides he's going to punch him in the head, like that's one thing. You do that to somebody and you're like, 
relaying a message. I see you as a threat, like a physical threat. But when you bonk someone in the head, <laughs> I see you as a child. There's nothing you're going to do about this. I can tell. Like as soon as he swung the elbow, and uh, the other guy's first reaction was to look at the ref and be like, "Are you going to let that?" Ha-? He knew immediately. He was like, "All right, here, you go. here we go. Nothing's going to happen." So we've got your book here, movies and other things, and just tell us a little bit about what we can expect and why we should cop this. This is uh, it's just a silly book about a bunch of movies that I like. Mm-hmm. Each chapter is a different question about a different movie or a collection of movies that needs to be answered. And I'm just sort of spending some time running through these things. So, Jalen, there's certain types of movies I've noticed that you like. Movies that feature gangsters and movies that feature people that look more like you than like me. Is that a fair assessment of your movie watching experience? All that. <laughs> okay, 95%. Now- since Shay is, you know, he wrote the book literally on movies. Yes. We wanted you to pitch some white people movies. Well, There's first no way off, to this gentleman, it. John, is in a few movies that I like and yes. have seen. Yep. John Leguizamo did the forward and the afterward was done by none other than Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Look just at you. Famous super, friends. I don't, they, they were, they're what, not my Bill friends would, at Bill all. Bill would respond to your email? Just, yeah, Bill yeah. would respond to your email? <laughs> because that's who did the forward yeah, for mine. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I got for mine. So you're right, Jacoby. <laughs> you know Bill feels a certain way if you didn't ask him. He's like, oh, okay. But can you pitch some 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 movies to Jalen just to sort of like broaden his horizon and his interest when it comes to films. All right, but I'm going to start with Mexican movies first. Okay, okay good, I'm good. I'm going to do that. First of all, if you like you like gangster movies, you have to watch a movie called Blood In, Blood Out. Mm, okay. It's like a Chicano mm. gangster movie. It's about three sibling, half brother, half cousins. Uh, one of them ends up having to join a prison gang because they go to, like it's. It's really. I heard it's of really, that one. It's really, it. really good. Yeah, I, I heard of that. Okay. Really, really interesting. Okay. Uh, another one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Tell you about a Selena. Everybody's going crazy for Jennifer Lopez right now. Some <laughs> Oscar buzz for Hustlers. Yeah. Uh, she should have gotten an Oscar 25 years ago when she made Selena. So watch this one. And then if you need like a like a true blue, white people love this movie. Talk to me. Something's got to give. Diane Keaton, Jack Nicholson. Diane Keaton's one of the greatest actors of all time. Jack Nicholson, one of the greatest actors of all time. And they're just sort of bouncing off of each other for, for two hours. It's so much fun. I you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch all three of yes. those movies. And report yes. back. Deal. We'll start a text thread. All right. We'll start a text thread. <laughs> Chase Serrano, my guy, thank you so much. Congratulations on all <laughs> your success. Really thank appreciate you. you coming through. You're welcome right. to come back anytime. The, mo- the book is called Movies and Other Things. Harley don't talk this one. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have Benny Blanco, basketball baby. and Benny other Blanco things, from Benny the Bronco. you need to cop that too. Browns fans did not get what they wanted last night. It was an absolute blowout. Put it on wax! An absolute blowout. Put them on wax! The 49ers dominated the Browns in literally every phase of the football game. Now, what was most apparent was the complete shutdown of Baker Mayfield, who threw for a career low 100 Mm. yards passing. How much? 100 yards. Yards mm-hmm. passing. Wow. Jalen, what did you think about the Niners' dominant defense against Baker Mayfield? This was their stage to prove that they're legitimate. Mm-hmm. When you start 3-0 and and then you have a bye week, sometimes people still question if they're going to be one of those teams in the NFC that can now take a leap to win a division, to be a contending type team. And you know how I feel about defensive backs and Richard Sherman is my guy. Yep. I was so very happy to see him get a pick. And I appreciated how they continued to rush the quarterback with Bosa in particular, who also had an issue with Baker. And both of those gentlemen 
seem to take it personal. And that's the one thing about professional it, sports. Richard Sherman mentioned that before the game, Baker Mayfield wouldn't shake his hand. Wouldn't shake his hand. He said that's some college stuff. Like, we're all pros. You know, he's like, you respect the game more at this level. As someone who played professional sports, what do you think about that? Because you also famously supported the Pistons when they didn't shake the Bulls' hand. Here's the difference. All of them dudes, when it was Bulls-Pistons, first and foremost, that was a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Second, those are some of the greatest basketball players to ever do it. And that's why the game, the way it is right now, and if people talk about what they miss from the game, that's what they miss. That competitive spirit of players going against one another on the so floor. So what's wrong with Baker Mayfield not shaking Sherman's hand? Well, here's the deal. You cannot shake my hand, but then you can't throw for 100 yards and allow me to get a pick. That's all. Because say if he would have thrown for 1,000 yards, Richard Sherman wouldn't have said that after the game. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the point. You got to put up. And or shut up. So, it wasn't just the defense of the 49ers stopping the Browns' offense. It was the other way around, too. The 49ers ran all over this Browns team. I mean, you see, this was the first play of the game from Brita, and he used the Aaron Jones wave, which I appreciated. But it wasn't just this play. There was so many running plays. They had so many yards in the ground. They did not need Jimmy G to show up and throw the ball. In today's NFL, it's such a pass-oriented league. Do you think the 49ers can be successful with this run-oriented approach? And not only is it a pass-happy NFL, but I must do this. Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. When you grow up in the game, you keep some old-school values. I tell you all of the time, when I have the remote control in my hand, a couple of things that look different about football, besides the fact that there aren't many bell cow-type running backs, is teams using a fullback. Oh, yeah. Juszczyk was so important to the success of this game last okay. night. Okay. And when they, he went down, I was like, oh, no. Correct. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and, and they used two backs more than anybody. Mm-hmm. And it was so refreshing to watch because now all of a sudden you get a chance to pound up in there against our defensive line and against those linebacks to create space for the run game. It reminded me of watching Tom Rathman, for example, mm-hmm. when he played with the 49ers and they had – uh, Roger Craig back there. So I appreciated seeing that style of football. And it's unique to teams because they don't get to see it every week. Of course. Week. I loved it. And they use use check in the passing game, too. Like, he was a very valuable player for them. I hope he's okay. Now, Jalen, we have to talk about it. Darren Morey sent a tweet in support of the protest in Hong Kong that has led to tension in the relationship between the NBA and their multi-billion-dollar partner, China. Well... This has involved the cancellation of the NBA in Brooklyn Nets, dedicating a new learning place center in Shanghai, and China State Broadcaster canceling plans to televise two preseason games in China later this week. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver addressed the tense situation from a press conference in Tokyo. Let's listen to the NBA Commissioner. It's my hope that when I'm in Shanghai, I can meet with the appropriate officials and discuss where we stand and, again, put those remarks from Daryl Morey and my remarks in an appropriate context of a many decades long relationship and see if we can find mutual respect for each other's political systems and beliefs. Um, um, But um, I'm a realist as well. And I recognize that this is this, this issue may not die down so quickly. We are not apologizing for 
Daryl exercising his freedom of expression. I regret, again, having communicated directly with many friends in China that so many people are upset, including millions oh, and millions of Jaylen, our fans. In applause for I Commissioner Silver. Thank you so much. I sat on this show since he took the job, mm-hmm. and I continue to acknowledge that I felt like he was the best commissioner in professional sports. And I would say he's the only person that would have stood up there and did what he did. What exactly did he do that you're applauding? He didn't compromise his morals and his American values for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's a multi-billion dollar industry that he clearly oversees the NBA. But he has to toe that line very carefully because while he doesn't want to compromise his his values, and especially one of the core values is this freedom of speech, he also doesn't want to do so at the expense of billions of dollars and the relationship with a billion-dollar partner. That's why I was clapping, because he tried to do that, but at the same time, he didn't compromise his what the league stands on. Mm-hmm. Like, the NBA is about expression. It is about having your voice be heard, saying an opinion that's informed. Okay, that's what we applaud the players for. That's what we applaud the league for. That's what separates it from other leagues like the NFL, where their players seem to have a disdain for their commissioner. So for him to do that, oh, man, my my respect for him just went so very high that you could never imagine. I do have, there's a certain level of confidence that I have in Adam Silver. When he said in that thing, like one thing that's overlooked is he said, I want to sit down with the officials in Shanghai. I want to get in the room with the right people and see if we can find a common ground. Like see if we can work this out. And I have a confidence in him doing so appropriately more so than I would other commissioners. Correct. But here's the thing. He said a mutual respect. That means I'm coming to the table with my beliefs, my pride, my values, I'm not going to compromise my league for your dollar. And for him to be able to do that with a level of strength, it it, is so very healthy for the future of the NBA. So the dollars from China represent a portion of league revenue. League revenue is not just going to the governors of the NBA and the franchises. It also gets split with the players. So I want you to look at this from like a player's position. How do you feel the players feel watching this all play out? I think what's important is that the players, the coaches, follow Adam Silver's league. I know there are multi-millions of dollars at stake, appearances and endorsements. And now what happens if you are somebody that's outspoken, don't now feel like you want to run from this. If you're somebody that isn't outspoken and you don't come to the forefront on issues, then I understand that. Continue to stay and be who you are. So as a player, I was always somebody that prided myself in being socially and politically conscious. And how does that graduate? Into me being the founder of a school. Into me having a scholarship endowment at the college that I went to. So it's more than just... What happens with this scenario? It's embodying young, it's embodying men who are multimillionaires who have amazing platforms beside basketball to have an informed opinion. And so I appreciate him taking that baton because 
Here's the opposite of that. We're so very sorry. The mm-hmm. Houston Rockets are going to fire Daryl Morey, yep. and we hope everything is okay. Well, as Mr. Silver said, this won't be the last that we discuss this because with teams in China and microphones in front of all the NBA players, we're going to be discussing this almost every day until it dies out in time. But there was actual NBA action on the court last night, and it involved one of the most exciting players I have seen enter the NBA, a gentleman by the name of Zion Williamson. You might have heard of him. You might have heard of him. Oh, he's flying. This was early in the game. A minute. A minute and 45 seconds into the game. Zion does that. And it continued. This is a great pass from Lonzo looking off the defender, opening up the lane for Zion. Now, these are, these are dunks like we saw at Duke. And look at that. You saw that from Lonzo? Looked different, didn't it? Looked a little different. Oh, step back. Lean back. Step back. Lean back. Now, listen. I know I'm Daisy fan. I know I'm a media guy. I'm not going to get too hyped. About a preseason game yes, against the Hawks. Yes, you are. Just go ahead and cook. Okay, I'm going to do go it. Go ahead and cook. I'm going to do it. Jalen Rose, I did not expect Zion Williamson to dunk like he dunked at Duke in the National Basketball Association. And now he's got players like Holiday and Lonzo to set him up. Are we going to see, like, are we going to see, like, a Blake Griffin level dunk explosion from Zion this year? The best thing that happened to Zion for NBA consumption is that he got drafted to the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Number one, the market isn't so very bright that it could be a distraction. And if he believes that it could be, he got an example to look right to his left in Lonzo, look right to his right in Brandon Ingram, yep. who are both lottery picks in L.A. that they traded. All of those guys are young, have something to prove. Alvin Gentry is a veteran coach who's known for being innovative offensively. You plug in a lefty at the four, replacing Julius Randle, and you run these same sets. You see the dribble handoff? And, you know, and low-key, I'm, I'm going to say something that no one's talking about. I like favors on this team. You know what I mean? And also, I like favors for Zion. You know, you've got a vet. Someone who's comparable, you know what I mean? They're not the same player, but comparable. You've got a vet player in the locker room because you mentioned all the young people that are around, but they've got Holiday, they've got Gentry, they've got Favors, they've got a nice mix of rookies and young players and vets in that locker room. The opposite of what people are saying about Dwayne Haskins right now in Washington. Exactly. He has infrastructure to be successful. He's got a a nice incubator to grow him into what will clearly be the best player that ever played basketball in the National Basketball Association. (laughs) Okay, I don't mean that. <laughs> Jalen, we have some interesting updates on the MLB playoff series. I need my bat. No, you don't. Max Scherzer pitched seven innings and gave up one run to help the Nationals even the series against the Dodgers and force a winner-take-all game five in L.A. L.A. will start Walker Bueller and Steven Strasburg will start for the Nats. Jalen, Walker Bueller, not a big as, but not as big a name as Steven Strasburg, but has pitched very well this year, especially at the end of the season. I have the Dodgers really? taking this one wow. in game five in Echo Park. What do you have? I have the Nets. Would you like to bet 10 push ups on it? Absolutely. 10 push ups. Let's do it. Done and done. Next, the Rays hit four home runs to stay alive against the Astros. Enforce a game four. I think that this is over. It is inevitably going to be the Astros and the Yankees in the ALCS. What do you think? I agree with you. Now, just think about the life of a Tigers fan. Okay. okay. Just a handful of years ago, 
Justin Verlander and Scherzer were both on the same staff. Now they're both in the playoffs, and the Tigers are not. Verlander, though, is going to start. And even if the Astros lose, that could set them up very poorly for the next series. Moving on, Glaber Torres finished 3-4 for four with a home run, two doubles, three runs scored, and made a great play in the field to help the Yankees sweep the Twins. I'm going to say it right now. Before the ALCS, before the other ALDS is even over, the Yankees are going to the World Series this year. Guaranteed. It's going to happen. Did they activate my guy CC? Not yet. I'm trying to tell you. If he ain't Not on the yet. roster, they won't win at all. Regardless, I love Good CC. Luck charm. I love CC. He'll be in the a dugout bet. regardless, but the Yankees are going to the World but Series. But I would love to see my dog get a ring regardless. It is now time for the final MLB update, but it comes in the form of Soft Mover Boss. Yadier Molina finished the Cardinals' win over the Braves, not with a walk-off home run, but with a sacrifice fly. But there's some elements in this I want you to see, okay? Hit it deep enough to guarantee the run would get home. But after the run was secured and the game was over, Yadier tosses the bat into the outfield, all the way into the outfield, and the helmet, everything. And then later did the throat slash while looking right at the Braves' dugout. The throat slash was in response to Ronald Acuna's previous throat slash in the series. The bat flip going to the outfield and the follow-up throat slash. Soft mover, boss move. So let me just tell you this. Please do. I respect the position of catcher so very much in baseball. Lance Parrish, one of my favorite players growing up for the Tigers. I love Molina so very much. Anything he says or does is a boss move. Okay. I agree. Anything. I agree. They had the, the MLB has this whole thing. We play loud. We play loud. It's like, all right, we'll play, we're playing loud now, so we can't be talking about getting mad about people throwing and, and, throwing bats around. And, and by the way, he clearly wanted some smoke. Oh, he did. Yeah, he wanted all. He threw the, he threw the bat. <laughs> He's like, what else I got to throw? Throw my helmet? <laughs> and then the throw slash? What else y'all want? We stay with soft moves or boss move. The Red River rivalry will, will continue between Texas and Oklahoma. And there's been some controversy about Oklahoma's Horns down gesture. Mm. You know, Oklahoma does this. Yep. Well, the NCAA officials have threatened that they might be penalized if the Sooners do this. And Lincoln Riley, the Sooners, has said, don't worry about that. We won't even do it. Not doing the soft move. I mean, sorry, not doing the horns down gesture, soft move or boss move. When you're going against a rival, mm-hmm. that's a part of competition. Okay. It's a soft move for A, the NCAA to legislate it. It is fact. It's. A softer move for Lincoln Riley, who has a chance to be the only person, I'm pretty sure, ever to have three straight people playing quarterback win Heisman. Oh, no, that would be the first time ever. Okay. Allow young men to express themselves. The NCAA and head coaches so many times want to suppress the emotions of young people between 17 and 22 years old. Let them get out there and have fun. This is not that disrespectful right. of a hand gesture. Right. That's not disrespectful. Correct. And that disrespectful. Titans kicker Cairo Santos, remember him from the game against the Bills when he missed three field goals, had another field goal blocked. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a bad Sunday for Mr. Santos. You don't Santos. keep your job like that. Well, he didn't keep his job. Yeah. Firing someone for one bad day on the job. Soft move or boss move. 
Kickers are tougher to come by than people realize. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people feel like I could do that job when you're at home watching the game on Sunday or when you're playing fantasy football, like screaming at the TV at the kicker. I feel like firing somebody for missing three kicks and getting one block and costing you the game is a boss move. See, I think it's a soft move. Let me explain why. If you see him in practice and he's not hitting and, and he wasn't hitting in other games and you still have questions about him and this is the last straw, fine. But based on one That's single the answer performance, right there. based on one single performance, this might be a soft move. And also, let's not – we don't have to look further than my guy Joby, Jacoby Brissett's kicker, Adam Vinatieri. Remember the first two games he had of the season? Everyone was talking about, he, oh, is he going to retire? We all expected him to retire after week two. He didn't retire. Now he's back and kicking well. It's just if you have one game, bad game in basketball, they're not going to drop you. Things can go up and down. You comparing him to Adam Vinatieri, the only thing they both have in common probably is that they're white. The position that they play. And the position I was talking that about they the play. position of being a that's kicker. Like and I thought I made a really good point, Mr. Rose. That's like comparing me to Magic Johnson. If there's a comparison, both tall point guards from and Detroit. Now, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> Adam Vinatieri has accomplished so very much <clears throat> that he's earned the latitude of the team. Okay. Let's talk about the latitude that Andre Drummond has earned with his team. Detroit Basketball! the first preseason game, your boy, Andre Drummond, did this. Look at that. Early in the game, a minute and a half has gone by. He stepped into an open three <laughs> like he was a point guard. Like he's like he was J.J. Redick. Stepped into a three. And, and, I mean, Jalen, soft move or boss move, trying to flex your new range in the first preseason game and just hitting the backboard. Well, missing like that is a is a soft move. Flexing the way he did is a boss move. And you left out one of the things he really did that was funny. He fell out of it like he was about to be <laughs> he all did, net. He did. He <laughs> fell out of that thing. He didn't Jacobi. run in. You know when you know you're missing, you run in to try to get the offensive rebound? Nope, none of that. So let me tell you an analogy <laughs> that I've been using as a joke when people miss like that for a very long time. But those that get for, are fortunate enough to get close enough to an NBA backboard or pay attention, there's a sticker mm-hmm. with the logo Jerry West on it. So I call a shot like that, he was trying to give the logo a concussion because the ball hit so very hard and the logo isn't wearing a helmet. <laughs> Dylan Rose, it happened for the very first time. Russell Westbrook wore a Rockets uniform and played a preseason game overseas. You know, he had 13 points and 6 assists. James Harden with his usual 34 points and 7 assists. What did it feel like watching Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the same floor at the same time for the first time? It feels like two gentlemen who give optimum effort throughout the entire regular season, mm-hmm. are going to give me nights as a league pass fan where I look down at the stat line, and about 10 times, they're both going to have triple doubles in the happen. same I'll game. Take the under, I'll take the under on 10. But it is going to happen, but I'll take the under on 10. I think they'll be staggered a lot more than you think. I think that's the strategy with them, staggering them a lot. And then we have this. This also happened. Markel Fultz playing basketball in Orlando Magic jersey. I think everyone who loves the NBA is rooting for this young man to break out. And he looked pretty good. He did, Jalen. What did you see from Markel last night? Playing against the Pistons, so you know I was obviously watching the game. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that 
he seemed to play with confidence. Yeah. And one of the plays that we didn't show is probably my favorite play. He did a nice move on a fast break and got up for a, a powerful slam dunk. I'm rooting yeah, for the did. young man. He did. And he's an underrated passer, too. He Dropped is. a couple of good dimes. He is. And we have it tonight on ESPN2, Game 4 of the WNBA Finals. In Game 3, Elena Deladon and... Ariel Atkins both played, but they both have bad backs. And backs mm. can be very fickle injuries. Do you think they can play again in game four and close out this series against the Sun? If I'm the team, I consider resting them. Really? Why not? Because if you have home court advantage, right? You're about to play at the Sun. They're both injured. I think the Sun are going to win anyway. Mm. So you give yourself a best chance of having them as healthy as possible to close out the series. Yep. What up, though? It's our goal to always give the people what they want. Make sure you call into the show. You know what we need, you guys? We need female callers. We need more callers. We need more voicemails. We need you to call in. And here's give the us thing. some things about cultural or regional. We need that, female voicemails. We need this more. Week. Female voice Jalen for if Jalen's gonna take the time to remember the number. Nine eight five eight zero Jalen. If Jalen took the time to remember the number, the least you could do is call. We need more women leaving voicemails. We need more voicemails overall. What I want to do is get you guys to be a part of not only the interactive portion, but also a part of the television show. And here's how. Your IG questions, your boss movers, soft moves, your cultural or regionals, we need those ideas. You give us a cultural or regional, a boss move or a soft move, we put it on the show, and we answer it. Just like this. What's up, Jalen and Jacoby? It's Dom here from Minnesota. Shout out, Reg the Lead. I got a quick question for y'all. Is it a soft move or boss move? To wear shower shoes in your own shower. Uh, I don't know. Everybody looks at me kind of weird when I wear shower shoes. What you think? Keep giving the people what they want. So I need, I have some follow up questions, Dom. Dom, you know I don't like follow up questions, but you said <laughs> everybody looks you kind of funny in your own house, which leads me to believe one thing about your lifestyle, Dom. Roommates. Yep. If you have roommates, fine. Yep. If you have roommates, Fine. If you live by yourself or with your lady or with people that only have your last name, no shower shoes. So I'm going to say if you have roommates, especially if you have more than one roommate, soft move. If you, no, no, boss move. If you're, if you wear shower shoes in your own shower, like me when you got kids and a wife, that's a soft move. If you're wearing shower shoes in your own shower, you got to invest in some cleaning products. You really do. Or clean yourself. You know what? The time, the time and effort it takes to put your shower shoes on, take them off to wash your feet, which you better be doing, and then put them back on, and then dry them off, and then walk around the house. That same amount of effort and energy, you can do what, Jalen? But then you can do a million things. You can clean the clean you can the clean tub. It, yeah, exactly. You can clean the tub. You can clean the tub. But here's the <laughs> other thing. When you take a shower in your shower shoes, guess what happens? They're wet when you get out. That's what I'm saying. So what are you rocking? What are you going to dry them with a the towel? Then you got your shoes on the towel. <laughs> yeah, that's a soft move. Yeah, there's move. all kinds of problems with this. That's a soft move. And then you're going to, yeah. Now, the more I think about this, that's a soft the move. closer it gets to a soft move. Yeah. Especially, but I feel like Dom has roommates. He said people are clowning him for it. And you know what else that sounds like? It's cultural. Three. 
That's cultural. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know what? I have a confession to make. Oh, we got a problem here? No matter what gym I go to. No matter what gym I go to. Love confessions. No matter where I'm at. I'm glad you just went there. I never pack shower shoes when I go to the gym. You should start. No, I'm not saying this is a boss move. Oh, yeah, you should start. I like to confess. I like to admit things on the pod and just share with the people. I've just never been the one to, like, when I'm packing my shoes to, like, when we used to go to that same gym in L.A. I would never, I would never, like, pack shoes, like, like, Flip flops just to wear in the public shower. You know why? I'm just, I'm just I'm, but also don't get fungus on my feet. You, you know why? You know why? I got, I you got know pretty why? feet. I got you pretty know why? feet. You know why? You do got pretty feet. Let I you do tell. Have pretty feet. You know why you don't take shower shoes? Why? Cause you don't take showers. Nope. I take showers. Nope. When? Every time I go to the gym, I take a shower. Every time I go to the gym, I take a shower. I'll never leave the gym without taking a shower unless I'm playing basketball at a high school and they don't have showers. Jacoby, there are times that you go play basketball. I'm going to play tonight. The place I have playing at does not have a shower. Okay. So what am I going to do? So this time tomorrow, you won't, there, there's a 50 50 chance that you will not have taken a shower you since know what happened? No. Y'all the last time you took this one. So much. Y'all tell me about this so much. I'll either take one when I get home or I'll take one tomorrow morning. Just cause I don't want to hear it. <laughs> not because, not because in my heart I want to be clean. Cause I don't want to hear it from y'all when I'm at work tomorrow. So I need to bring our peeps behind the curtain on something that happened to me at work today that, that really disappointed me. Oh, no. Is it going to hurt my feelings? It's, it wasn't you. Oh. It may have been you. Might have been me. It may have been you. What happened? I was rushing to do get up. Uh-huh. I go into the bathroom. Okay. There two, was there's two some, bathrooms. There was someone using the urinal. Okay. So I went into one with a toilet. Oh, no. And I see... Somebody's feces in the toilet. Yo, like, how hard is it to flush? How hard is it to clean up after yourself even if you flush and it doesn't go all the way down? Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that. Especially public toilets. Public toilets, because it's your home, you got to wait that 30 seconds for the tub to fill back up. But on public toilets, you can rock another flush right away. But this is one of the things that we've owned on this show. What's that? Don't treat... Public spaces like they're personal. Yes. Don't walk around butt naked when you're at the gym or the health club. Get a towel. Get some shower shoes. Don't be at the airport blowing up the bathroom, leaving a load in the toilet for somebody to come behind you. That happened to me at work today, and I was disgusted. And I'm saying it on this show because there's a percentage of people on our team that are watching us right now that are listening to this live and if it was you you should be arrested yeah you, you should be there should be some sort of repercussion it'd be hard to prove exactly who did it but there should be some sort of repercussion now here's a question i have for you Jalen. do you look at your poops do i look of course i look every time no doubt i don't think i've ever taken a poop and not looked just to check it out I, I'm, gonna, going I'm, I'm gonna tell you why it's part of a health i'm, check correct, out health, I'm gonna tell going everybody something you should look at your poop because your poop can tell you a lot about your health and yeah, your diet I'm screaming you know what else so one thing i like to do as a game i look at my poop and try to track back to which meal that was You can be such a me here sometimes. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, there was some corn in that salad I had yesterday for lunch. Oh, that, that's, my, that's yesterday's lunch right there. I remember you, dog. I remember you. You were good. Balsamic vinaigrette, <laughs> some carrots. I remember you. Shout out to you. Hate to see you go, man. We had a good time together. Have a good one.
But here's another thing I want to ask. And the reason why I'm talking about this, there's going to be one person that doesn't follow me often or doesn't follow our movement. And like, why they're talking about using the bathroom? What we're really talking about is hygiene and health. Yeah. But we're trying to do it in a fun and entertaining way. So I'm going to ask you another question about after looking at your load. Do you look at your toilet paper after you wipe yourself? Uh, yeah, duh. Who doesn't do that? I'm just asking. You got to know if there's still some more work to do. <laughs> Correct. Who doesn't do that? Correct. I teach my kids that. I, I remember I t- taught three kids how to wipe themselves in the last six years. And the, <laughs> the lessons are still going on. I got a, a three-year-old about to turn four. She's like, Daddy, help me wipe. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? That's like, all you. you can say that, then I ain't helping. <laughs> you can say that, then I ain't helping. Chloe, come on, Chloe, you're yeah, grown. You, that, you go to you go to public school now. That that that's that's like taking the SAT test. There's certain things your parents just can't do for you. You know, got it. You and it's okay to do multiple wipes. It's all right. Wipe it till it's clean. It's hygienically responsible, and that's what leads to streaks in your underwear. Not wiping properly. I bet after those games when you play basketball, just you stop. go home just and don't shout. Say, don't say it. Whatever everybody say, don't say it. I bet you're streaking. Whatever everybody say, don't say it. Whatever everybody say, don't say it. I want to thank Justin Tuck for coming through. <laughs> I want to thank Dom for bringing up shower shoes so we can talk about poop. And I also want to thank my brother, Shay Serrano. Go get his book, movie, movies and other things. If you don't have basketball and other things, first of all, weird, get both of Shay Serrano's books right now. He's one of the best. I got to ask the IG live if and it's the about podcast poop, don't do family it. something. If it's about poop, don't do it. Hit me and let me know which person that works at ESP and you feel like left that load in the toilet. Can we putting it on <laughs> 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 We'll be back tomorrow. Watch that, Gary. We're not done. We're not done. Got to give the people now. Give people what they want. Hey, my little guys. I love them.